Welcome to The Dirt Show brought to you by Pulver Towing. And today we'll be joined by Raymond McNish, who is on the pit crew of three-time IMCA national champion, Bill Oots. We'll also hear from Ron Reefer from Kasuth County Speedway, Mark Witaski from Chateau Speedway, and a little more from our old friend Speed the Sauce Man at Cookie's Barbecue Sauces and Seasonings, right after a few words from our sponsors. At Land Pros, our team of brokers and auctioneers specialize in farmland sales, live land auctions, and online land auctions across the Midwest with total sales of 190,000 acres. At Land Pros, you get a team of land professionals going to work for you. We pride ourselves on providing local service and knowledge with national marketing and results. If you're thinking of buying or selling, contact Land Pros agent JJ Wise at 641-420-SELL or go to landpros.com. That's L-A-N-D-P-R-O-Z.com. Make light work of everything with Honda's top-of-the-line family of Pioneer 1000 side-by-sides. All models sport a best-in-class engine and an exclusive six-speed automatic dual-clutch transmission. Then there's the 1005 models, equipped with Honda's quick-flip seating that seats up to five passengers. So find your next Honda Pioneer today at Trimble Cycle Center in Austin. For your safety, read the owner's manual, wear a helmet, and I protection always wear your seatbelt and keep the side nets and doors closed pioneers are for drivers 16 years and older trimble cycle center in austin usa's second oldest honda dealer simply adding cookies barbecue sauce is sure to make meat taste better but when you really want to hit a home run try one of my approved recipes speed the sauce man here and i've got a bunch of easy to make creations at cookiesbbq.com barbecue meatloaf grandma almost broiler burgers heck i'll even tell you the secret to speed racks of ribs it's all at cookiesbbq.com. Hey, smart cookies use cookies barbecue sauce. Anything less is meat abuse. Cookies is the one. Played bumper tag lately? No matter how your car gets damaged, Midwest Collision will make sure it gets fixed right and on time. No shortcuts, no compromises. And remember, where you get your car repaired is not your insurance company's decision. It's yours. So make the right choice. Choose your locally owned and operated Midwest Collision. Give Bob a call today at 332-2434. That's 332-2434. Napa's Bucket Sale is the new sale for those who always knew geometry would come in handy. Buy a Napa bucket for $2.99 and you can save 20% on three or more regular price items you fit inside. Use your wits, algorithms, or past experiences packing for family vacations to save 20% at your local participating Napa Auto Parts store. Or save without the geometry with five quarts of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil and a Napa Platinum Oil Filter for just $20. Sale price is good through April 30th. When it comes to choosing your next industrial, commercial, residential, or ag electrician, choose Coles Electric. Offering pole setting, directional boring, underground trenching, boom truck service, security systems, and much more. If you're a Steel Wasika co-op member, there are excellent incentives for installing a solar array with quick payback and years of reliable service. Planning, design completion, or emergency service, see ColesElectric.com or 5 507-451-1387. Let me tell you, friends, about our store. It's a great place we call Miners Outdoor. Miners Outdoor, your total source Husqvarna dealer in Blooming Prairie, has everything your yard needs. From chainsaws, leaf blowers, and weed trimmers to zero-turn mowers and everything in between. That's what being your Husqvarna total source dealer is all about. Stop in today to see the best selection in quality Husqvarna outdoor power equipment. That's Miners Outdoor, Highway 218, Blooming Prairie. 
Miners Outdoor, Major Tough. Hey, this is Dave from Severson Oil and VP Racing Fuels, and you're listening to the driver segment on The Dirt Show. Welcome back to the interview segment here on The Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure today to be joined by Raymond McNish, better known by his friends as Heavy and Raymond. We met in 2019 at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, and you were with some legends, Rayleigh Goodwin, Ralph Parkinson Jr., Linda Weld, and Ron Covell. We had a great time that night. We sure did, and uh, whenever people talk about them as, you know, legends and all that, whatever we're around one another, they're just common people, and... A lot of people need to understand that whenever you see them out, don't be standoffish because they love to visit with people. Don't let the labels scare you away from them. I think you've seen that whenever you got to visit with all of us. Absolutely. And Raymond, you were born in 1947 and learned about racing at an early age at the Thunder Bowl Speedway. Yes. Uh, I was parking cars, and then whenever I would get done... They would let me go into the pits, and I started just kind of hanging around Don Cooper Sr., and my uncle was kind of involved with him on a race car. And one thing led to another, and I just got really interested in racing. Of course, I'm from Sedalia, Missouri, where we have the Missouri State Fair, and we also used to have one of the seven-mile dirt tracks here. So it worked out just great for me, and then later on, the Missouri Fair hired me to work the pit gate for him whenever I was like uh, 13 years old, still in high school, during the Missouri State Fair. A real eye-opener for you as a kid was the day you went to the Speedway in Marshall. That was a step up from the Thunderbolt. Oh, yes. And uh, back then, we would have a lot of the Kansas City drivers come in and I guess some of the outlaws, which, uh, you know, they weren't what you call the genuine outlaws of what you know as of today, but some of the guys from Arkansas would come up and Sammy Swindell and them from Memphis area and from Kansas. And we got quite a few different, not only the local drivers, but we got a mix of everybody that come in there. So it was great getting to see all of them. You always wish you'd taken more pictures or had pictures of those days back then. The modified stars you were watching at that time were drivers like Ken Taylor, Rayleigh Goodwin, and Gordon Woolley. Yes, we had uh, quite a selection of people. What were the modifieds like back then? Well, it was kind of funny. They were the square tails on the back of them. And then whenever sprint cars started coming in, like at the Missouri State Fair, they wouldn't let you run the sprint car. So people would take and get cardboard boxes and tape them onto the back of the car to make it a square tail. And then that was the only time you had to run them, like, and then the sprint car tail finally come in. But uh, Ken Taylor was kind of a special racer and... uh, the car was owned by the McCown family here in Sedalia, and he was quite a driver and won a lot of championships and a lot of races, and he was one of the toughest ones around this area at that time. You got to know legendary IMCA driver Bill Oots through his family-owned restaurant called the Pit Stop Cafe. Uh, went out there one morning and was just sitting around and 
it was early in the season. It was just getting ready to kick off, and he said, hey, if you're not doing anything, how would you like to ride to Marshall? We're going over there, and they're going to let us have the track for a little while today. It was on a Saturday morning, and I'm going to warm up the cars and try out. At that time, he had two cars, one here in Sedalia, and then his partner had one in Columbia, Dean Haithman. And uh, we went over there and tried them out. And so when we got done, they said, hey, there's going to be a race in Illinois. How would you like to go with us to that? So it was just kind of a lead-in. I started going with him. And then later on, it was my job whenever I started traveling with him full-time was I'd go out during the week and we'd check the car. And I was a wax man. I did all the cleaning and everything on the car. And then he always had a saying that we would never go to a race if he didn't have a clean car or it wasn't ready to run. We never went there to work on them. So always had pretty top line of equipment, and it was nice to be able to travel that way. I've had so many drivers on the show that have talked about the work in the shop and having the car set up and prepared when it rolls out of the back of the trailer, and that is really key to winning championships. It was nice whenever you would go to the track that you didn't have to worry about working on it or anything. They pretty well had it already set up. A lot of times before we would even get there, he would have an idea of the track that we was going to, of what gear to have in the car. And then Haithman always kept a record and wrote in the book of things that they'd done at each particular track back then. So I travel with a top-notch outfit, and Bill always said, we don't have to win to eat steak. He said, if you'll go, I'll put you in the best motels, and I'll give you the best food or whatever. It doesn't come back to, uh, we have to win for you to get all this. So it was nice traveling with somebody like that. Many fans, unless they go down in the pits before the race or after the race, don't realize the meticulous notes that the drivers keep on the track, the track size, the gear ratio, the setups on the cars. Oh, yeah. Like I say, they had a book, and they pretty well knew. And Bill had a knack for being able to look at a track, and he was really good on dry, slick tracks. But he knew how to set his car up for the end of the race, not the start of it. I mean, he would be competitive, but he knew how he wanted his car as the track changed because back in, it wasn't like NASCAR where you'd come in and tune on it or whatever. My main job whenever I was with him was I would clean the car off and knock the mud and stuff off and check everything. And then I would do the fueling of the car, and then usually I was the last one to see him as he got pushed off because I would stand on the left side of the car every time, and I would have his helmet and his gloves and make sure that his belts were on, and then I would hand the stuff to him and then make sure, you know, sometimes you have to rock him a little bit to get him into gear, and that was just more or less my job, and then... I would count the laps, and that way he liked to know whenever he got down to the last 10 laps, and then whenever he would get to the last five laps, and that way in case you'd ever have trouble or anything, he could take and uh, stay out longer, or if he was having 
motor issues or whatever. That way you didn't burn up your car or tear it up if you had a lot of laps left to go. And then I took care of the fuel in the car. So everything worked out pretty good. And if it was a mild track or a big track, Haithman always stood on the backstretch and give him the hand signals to let him know his position on the track. And I don't know if a lot of people realize that, but we didn't have radios or anything. So you would always put your hands close together if somebody was right on you. If your car was working good and you was pulling away, as he come up towards you, you would take and put your hands farther apart as he was coming there to know that he was pulling away from the guy behind him. So we had a way of talking to him that a lot of people probably didn't realize back then. If fans pay close attention during a race, those pit crew members standing in along the guardrail in the infield, you can watch them as their driver goes by. They're signaling them. Yes, everything kind of helped to give the driver a better chance of being out on the track and being able to move around, and they didn't have mirrors on them. Naturally, some of the guys could hear the motors of the other cars around them, and they would know somebody was on the inside or the outside of them because you could hear the motors back in those days. But whenever we were out traveling, Mill was able to win three of the national championships in IMCA, and then a couple times, I think we got selected as the best-looking pit crew and everything. So it was kind of nice, like I say, traveling with somebody, and then we had real good sponsors and we dressed in the white pants and then back in those days we didn't have people selling t-shirts but Haithman supplied us with racing shirts with Haithman Oots logo on them so we were kind of up to date but you couldn't buy those things back then he had to have them special made and we had jackets from Freddie Vance supplied wings whenever we went to the wing cars and he gave us jackets and everything to wear, so we was a good-looking crew whenever we was out traveling. Another important job you were assigned was to get the team back home after the races. Yes, I ended up being the driver. Bill would mostly drive a lot of times to the tracks and everything, and then whenever we would get done, well, uh, it was my job to come back home, and sometimes having two cars... We may have a race here at the fairgrounds, like during the fair, and then I would have a couple of my buddies, and we'd load up the other car and go to maybe Spencer, Iowa, or someplace like that, and Bill and Haithman and our sponsor at that time was Pat O'Connor. He had an airplane. He would fly them to the track, and I just happened to say to the guys that was with me, I said, guys, let's get loaded we got to get out of here. I have to work the bar. And somebody heard that, and they said, you mean this isn't all you do for a living? I said, oh, no, I have a regular job. I have to be home and be ready to go to work at 8 o'clock in the morning. And that just kind of surprised them that, you know, they they never realized, even Bill and Haithman and everybody, everybody had another job. This was just a sideline that was paying off, and they were – winning championships, but we also had other jobs to do. The Bill Oots race team was sponsored by a Chevrolet dealership, so the team always had very nice tow rigs. Yes, I had mentioned it one time. For the championship one year, we 
finished at Shreveport, Louisiana, and we had a Suburban, and it was all painted up. We had a sponsor here in town that made trailers, which was a Parkhurst trailer, and it was a tandem with like four or five tire racks on the top. Most people was lucky to have one, and we had like a four-tier or five-tier rack on top that all of them was filled, plus we had two toolboxes on it, and then we pulled into Shreveport, and we took extra stuff because he was running for the championship the last race against Jan Opperman. And uh, we had a spare motor sitting in the back of the Suburban where people could walk up and look in the window and see it. And that was unheard of to have a spare motor. Most people was lucky to have the one in the car, but we showed up and had a spare on stand and everything ready to go in case we did have trouble, but we was quite a ways away from home, so you had to have everything there with you, and we ended up winning the championship, so we didn't need it, but we had stuff there in case we did need anything. During the mid-70s, the race team was on a terror. You won the national championship in 74, 75, and 77. That was a great run for every member of your race team. Oh, yes. It was very nice and was very proud to be a part of it. And we took pride in what we were doing. And Bill, to this day, along with Ray Lee and the rest of them, a lot of those guys, you can just go up and visit with them and talk to them. The bad thing, I'm with Ray Lee Goodwin about three days a week. We go out and we have breakfast and visit and everything. But they don't like to dwell on it because it's like they're bragging. Ray Lee, you have to ask him if he won the Knoxville Nationals because he didn't want to make anybody feel bad that he beat in the race. And back then, he's got a picture of the check on the wall in his den at home where in 1968, it paid him uh, almost $4,000, I think it was, for his check. Now, they're up into the thousands of dollars for each race. And then uh, for the national championship, I think IMCA paid the champion the following year for every race you showed up to. They paid you $200 for show-up money. Back then, that paid for a lot of things. You know, it wasn't quite as expensive traveling. Bill also ran one of the iconic Don Edmonds cars. Those were beautiful. They were trying to get it built up back in this area. And I remember one time we were having trouble with the car and they pulled over and back then we didn't have cell phones or anything like that. And I was driving, I think we were leaving Des Moines and another (laughs) site that you don't get to see, a payphone. And he said, pull over here. I want to make a phone call. And we was close enough to hear what was going on. And he got back in and he said he'd called Don Edmonds. And he said, now, if we don't get it figured out or whatever's going on with the car, just ship it back here. And I thought, my, that is unreal to ship a whole race car all the way back to California. But I meant they had that at their disposal if that's what they needed to do. One of only seven mile tracks in the United States was located in Sedalia. Everyone wanted to win that race back in that era. It was a big feather in their cap. Well, it was run with the IMCA, and 
each race was points. So if you was able to win the Missouri Futurity, that went a long ways toward your points and everything. And I was lucky enough to be around Bill that's won it multiple times. And then Ray Lee Goodwin, he won it once. But since then, they've taken the track out. They needed parking or something. They thought more than they did a mile dirt track, which is a shame. But at least we got to see it. And we got to see the IMC 8 lay models come in. And it was quite a show back in those days. You got to see Ernie Durr and the Keokuk, Iowa gang was always coming here. And we had some USAC sprint shows with AJ and different ones like that. And... It's like me and some friends was talking the other day, and a lot of people probably don't realize, but back whenever you had the Indianapolis 500, you had to qualify on some of these dirt shows and everything to be able to run the Indy 500. So we got to see a lot of different stars come through this area and race on our tracks. Another big race for your team was at Springfield, Missouri. That was one where we had to do a lot of driving. <laughs> For some reason, sometimes you would run in IMCA Association, and then once in a while they would have a rarity to have a race at another track. And I'm not sure which associations we were running, but we were up in northern Iowa at a track, and Bill told me, he said, if you can get us to Columbia, Missouri, at Haithman's race shop over there, we'll switch cars and then you get us to the restaurant in Sedalia, then I'll do the rest of the driving into Springfield and then bring us back home because we was going to be up all night just getting to another race. But that was the way we were able to win a lot of races was we was making a lot of races and going to a lot of them. And we uh, run different championships at Jefferson City and Marshall and we just hit a lot of different tracks, and then we would go to Knoxville, Iowa once in a while. But Bill had already won the championship at Knoxville himself up there, so that was before I joined the team. So he's been around. Now his grandson is racing, and he's more or less got out of the big cars and went to the micros, and then... Tyler, his daughter, she's racing now, so the Oots family is still around and racing. You also witnessed the start of another sprint car legend's career, Steve Kenzer. Well, the McCown family that had Ken Taylor, they needed a driver, and Archie Simpson had a car, and I believe it was a 86 car, and they called the Kenzer family, and they actually wanted Randy Kinzer, and he was tied up, so they sent this kid to Sedalia named Steve Kinzer to drive the car, and he did pretty well. That was his start with uh, Larry McCown and uh, Archie Simpson, and I think the gentleman's name was Grimes in the 11 car had got hurt or something had happened, and... They called and said, he needs to come back home. We need him to drive the family car. So he had to step out of the car, and it just happened. My kid brother was mechanically inclined. Him and a boy by the name of Jimmy Sills took the car and went out on the road, and he kind of got started around this area with the 86 car then for a while. So 
Yeah, I've been lucky enough to be around a lot of uh, the great drivers and everything. You're now officially retired as Bill's driver, but you are now the driver for another Hall of Fame driver, Ray Lee Goodwin, and you guys seem to have a lot of fun together. Well, he likes to rub that into Bill, and he'll tell him, I hired your driver, and it's like I said earlier, these guys, I'm still in touch with Junior Parkinson, which is Ralph Parkinson Jr., but we just call him Junior. A matter of fact, today being his birthday, and we talk to him two or three times a week, and then Ron Cavell is a good friend, and that's another one. See, he traveled with Greg Weld, and that was a famous uh, Weld family out of Kansas City area where you had Greg and Kenny and then Linda's dad, Jerry. So it's nice. We get to reminisce quite a bit, and then whenever they have races like at Lakeside in Kansas City, well, we can go up there and all of us get together with the Kansas City group. So we're still around a lot of the racers. And then in this area, now we have Lake Ozark, which is Eldon, Missouri, which is a little over an hour drive from here. So we get to... uh, see the up-and-coming stars now, and they have a nice bunch of cars that show up down there. You never know who's going to drop in at the Smith & Diner when you're there. I think we need to come down there sometime. The food sounds tremendous. Oh, it is, and it's real reasonable. Yesterday, while we were there, Marvin Gibson, which was a racer in this area, and he run at Knoxville, and I mean, you can kind of look up their names, but Marvin and his wife, Sandy, come in, and it's always a pleasure to visit with them and say hi, and you just never know who's going to come in for uh, breakfast or lunch with us. So, yeah, we'd love to have you down there. Well, it's just a nice little diner, and it's about eight miles east of Sedalia on 50 Highway. Sets about a mile south of 50 Highway, and reasonable prices and very good food and it gives us a chance to we're very good at bench racing raymond it's been a blast getting to know you over the past few years you are a wealth of knowledge about racing and racing history and thank you for taking your time to be with us here on the dirt show yes i appreciate it and we're always out so like i said whenever you see us with ray lee he likes people to come up and say hi thanks for being with us Okay, thank you. Hey everyone, this is Chad Weir's Weir's Machine and Racing Products with today's tech tip. Today we're going to talk about our engine and rear end lift handles. These are a real nice piece we've been making for quite a few years. One end has a 3 8 coarse thread stud and the other one is drilled and tapped 5 8 coarse thread. So you can thread four of these into your engine and you and three of your homeboys can carry an engine around or you put two on each side of the rear end and then you and another guy can carry a rear end around very easily. Real nice trick tool, available at weirsmachine.com. As always, check us out online at weirsmachine.com. Thank you. If you're in need of a worry-free power lift door, then you'll want to stop and talk with Rod French. Make a statement with a PowerLift architectural door on your home or cabin. PowerLift doors can be retrofitted to fit an existing door opening or designed into your next commercial, agricultural, livestock, or aircraft hangar build. Stylish, functional, and built to last. PowerLift doors by French's Manufacturing are made locally in Dodge Center, Minnesota by their experienced craftsmen. Contact Kelly or Rod. PowerLift doors by French's Manufacturing. 374-9306. Why would you use anything but the latest technology in packing products? 
products. When it comes to shipping your business products, Foam Craft Packaging in Owatonna provides a complete line of packaging materials, including foam products, pallets, crates, corrugated boxes, and much, much more. See all of our different packaging options at foamcraftpackaging.com or call 507-455-2893. That's 507-455-2893. Wolf and Sons Yard Service has heavy equipment. This is Scott Wolf. Whether you need a basement dug, a building removed, footings for a remodel, an RV camper or boat pad, rock, sand, or dirt hauled, or even a driveway or parking lot road graded, call 455-3524. Aero Race Wheels was established on the conviction that its dedicated staff could provide higher quality wheels designed specifically to endure the tough requirements and conditions of the racing industry. Most importantly, the wheels need to be manufactured and sold, maintaining an affordable price structure. Aero Racing Wheels has become the largest premier steel wheel supplier, and their product line speaks for itself. Upgrade your racing game today at aeroracewheels.com. Rhino Ag Equipment is used in agriculture, commercial, or industrial mowing applications, landscape preparation, roadside maintenance, and many other farm and ranch applications. With 0% financing for 48 months for qualified buyers, now is the time to take home a Rhino. Find a Rhino Ag dealer near you at rhinoag.com. Welcome back here on The Dirt Show, and I am joined by Ron Reefer from Kasuth County Speedway. And Ron, some interesting things going on down at Kasuth County Speedway. You've been doing some moonlight track prep down there, and the track looks pretty darn good. Yep, it's a lot of work, and I got Edgar Meyer on my day shift doing work, and Larry Lappy, and then I take the night shift, and that's why I call it a little moonlight track prep. You know, and a lot of fans don't realize that a lot of people started prepping the track at night because as soon as you dumped water on, the sun wasn't wicking it right back up and it was staying in the track. So you guys spend a lot of late nights out there. I spend a ton of late nights. I usually end up at the racetrack. I go out there in the evenings, roughly 9, 30, 10 o'clock, and I'll start laying water on and my wife can expect me home right around midnight. You also installed a brand new catch fence in turn three, and installation is a huge process. People don't realize getting the posts in the ground and also stretching the fence to hold back a car. That is a huge undertaking. That is a ton of work. We have 300 foot, it's 14 foot high catch fence with the black. We got the black race rated wire so people can see through it nice. And then there's four three-eighths cable running the full 300 feet. So I'm going to feel a lot more comfortable with that back catch fence. It's a lot safer. And we also took out the old guardrail and all the old railroad ties and we installed all new poles. And I went with a triple high guardrail. So our guardrail is now six foot high triple rail. May 6th is the season opener at Kasuth County Speedway in Algona, Iowa. What classes can fans expect to see again this season at the track? We have compacts. We have the two-man cruisers, which is always a big hit. We have our IMCA hobby stocks, our IMCA sport mods, IMCA stock cars, and IMCA modified. And we will also have a few nights where we've got a new vintage series that will be around. So we've got a lot going on this year. Fans that remember you running a modified yourself can understand that you do a great job on track prep. What I like about coming down to Kasuth County Speedway is there's a bottom groove, there's a middle groove, and there's a top groove if you can set your car up to run one of those. Absolutely. Like you say, I ran modified in stock car years ago. It's an expensive game. 
And our goal here at Kasuk County Speedway and Edgar and Larry are right on board with me. I never want to send a guy home with car damage caused by our track. I mean, a racing incident is one thing, but the smoother we can keep our service and keep it racy, I mean, that's a plus for us. Another interesting fact about Kasuth County Speedway, turn one and turn two are totally different from turn three and turn four. That's a fact. The banking is about three and a half degrees difference, and it's actually a little different radius. Our back stretch is wider than our front stretch, so uh, it's a technical track, and the guy's got to get used to it. I know standing on the back deck, entering turn three and watching the modifieds come in there, it is an amazing view, and those guys are literally flying. They are definitely flying. Like I said, we got a pretty consistent bank around there. And in the off-season, we have added uh, 100 loads of dirt to our track. we got 50 loads in each corner and a little bit down both straights. So we're working our tails off trying to get this thing beat into shape. What I always enjoy when we come down there, you draw a tremendous crowd for Thursday nights. The city of Algona and the surrounding area really come out and support you. It's a great community event. I mean, when we had to go to Thursday night, you know, we dropped our uh, grandstand price to keep it community friendly. And people in the community have, have stepped up. We, we get good crowds, good consistent crowds. So uh, no complaints here. I can't imagine every Thursday night when you do your driver's meeting and you look out at the group of drivers that show up every Thursday night to race at your track. You have to be very proud. Very proud. Like I say, last year we averaged, throughout the year, even with COVID, we averaged 82 cars a night. That's good nights and bad nights. And I was very, very pleased with that. And like you say, and all you can do is reach out to those guys and say thank you. I mean, they're there to put on a show. We need to put a show on for the fans. You know, and if I don't have one, I don't get the other. So, you know, very appreciative of that. One of the huge events at your racetrack is the Salute to Veterans Night. And that is an awesome event. That place is packed, and those veterans have the time of their life that night. That night is one that we started. This is going to be our fifth year anniversary of the Hunting with Heroes Salute to Veterans Night. And like you say, we're very proud of that night. We've got this thing built up. It's a heck of a night this year, being it's our fifth year anniversary. We turned it into a tour, so we've got two other tracks that are going to be on board with us. We've got the Clay County Speedway. We'll be hosting it on the 28th of July. We are hosting it on the 29th, and on the 31st will be Boone Speedway. So it is going to be a heck of an event. I don't think a night of racing gets any better than walking on a beautiful fairground, seeing the sights, sounds, the smells of a county fair, the great food, and then getting to go into the grandstand and watch a race two nights during fair week. And what an awesome facility. And it brings back so many memories to be able to come to the fair and go to the races. Our fair races have always been special. I mean, and everybody likes coming to a fair race because we run for the six-foot trophies. And I I know to some people a trophy doesn't mean much, but for some reason that six-foot trophy is just is like dangle a carrot in front of these guys. And like you say, it's a fair race. Uh, All the 4-Hers are there. People travel back home at that time for reunions, and and it's always very, very festive, and, and we just are very proud of it. And, Ron, I've seen the absolute best stock car race I've ever seen on your racetrack. You never know what's going to happen there. 
It's always exciting to come down to the Kasuth County Speedway on Thursday nights in Algona. I know May 6th through August 19th, then your season's over. So I always encourage people, don't wait. If you want to get down and see Kasuth County Speedway, get down there right away. Oh, absolutely. Like I say, we got a, we got a good season, season championship on the 19th. And the August 12th, we've got the vintage racers that week, but that we're holding that one in case we lose our veterans show. That is our rain date for the veterans show is August 12th. Ron, if they'd like to find out more about Kasuth County Speedway, what are the best ways to do that? Uh, we've actually got a Facebook page. You can, you can see us on there. Or if you want to contact me at 515 341 8803 or Fair Board President Scott Schultze at 515-341-1372 and I'll answer it 24 hours a day. Ron, thank you so much for being with us here on the Dirt Show today. Appreciate it, Clayne. VP Racing Fuels is a world leader in performance fuel technology. That includes VP Small Engine Fuel, the perfect fuel for your two- and four-cycle gas-powered tools, including chainsaws, generators, trimmers, blowers, and more. VP Small Engine Fuel is blended with no ethanol, ensuring easier starts, worry-free long-term storage with fuel repairs. And the two-cycle blend is pre-mixed with oil, so there's no measuring, no mixing, no mess. Just pour it in and start it up. Learn more about VP Small Engine Fuel at vp-sef.com. Fast Shafts owner Pat Fagan is a racer himself and has been testing and building drive shafts for himself and teams all over the nation since 1992. Fast Shaft drive shafts are the number one carbon fiber, steel, chrome molly, and aluminum drive shaft builder for over 90% of the major modified chassis builders. Drive shafts, drive shaft repair, 9-inch forward center sections, slip yokes, rear and yokes, ring and pinions, bearings, spools, gears, shim kits, and more. Call Fast Shafts today. Made by racers for racers. 800-622-6617. Do you hear a tap, tap, tap of sticky valves and lifters under your hood? Left untouched, this could cause an expensive repair bill. During normal operation of your engine, gums and varnishes form inside, causing the valves and lifters to stick. Add a can of Justice Brothers engine tune-up and totally eliminate sticky valves and lifters now. Justice Brothers engine tune-up's detergent action cleans the inside of the engine while reducing metal-to-metal friction. Why put up with the embarrassing tapping of sticky valves and lifters? Try a can of Justice Brothers engine tune-up today. Race fans, SprintCarStuff.com is your online stop for everything in the Sprint Car world. From apparel, jewelry, and books to die-cast Sprint Cars, posters, and gifts, SprintCarStuff.com has everything you need for the Sprint Car fan on your shopping list. And SprintCarStuff.com is the online site of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, so every purchase on SprintCarStuff.com helps support the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Promote the future of Sprint Car racing and preserve the past. That's SprintCarStuff.com for all of your Sprint Car merchandise needs. Buyer's Engine Service of Rochester opened its doors in 1975. Hi, this is Corey. Since 1975, we've been offering complete engine machining services and assembly. From flatheads to big blocks, wide blocks to drag race engines, street rods to pulling tractors, Buyer's Engine Service offers complete dyno service. So if your race car, a street car, is little... Under the hood, trust the place who's been there since 1975. Contact Fires Engine Service at 507-282-5586. 
Why choose powder coating over liquid paint finishes? Maximum durability. Extreme Powder Coatings offer a scientific process that uses heat to bake the colorful finish deep into your product. Extreme Powder Coatings can deliver multimedia blasting, impact-resistant epoxy primers, and super durable powder coat applications to meet your needs. Visit ExtremePowderCoating.net for more information. Welcome back, and I am joined by Mark Witaski from Chateau Speedway. And Mark, let's talk about the off-season. Well, knowing you, there really is no off-season because you take so much pride in the Speedway, and I know fans and drivers alike can tell that you are always doing something out at the racetrack. What were you able to accomplish over the off-season? Well, right now, um, what we're doing is we're updating some of our safety equipment. We're putting together a Chateau Wrecker just to help with the Wrecker service that we have. And we also upgraded our Ambo. That was our first responders that are on site. They like that idea. And then, of course, we're still messing with some of the decks and some of the pathways to the bleachers we put down last year. So, yes, it's just an ongoing project. Opener is Friday night, May 7th. What classes can the fans expect to see when they come out to Chateau Speedway? The 7th will be a full field. We'll have the Wasota Hornets, the Wasota Pier Stocks, the Wasota Street Stocks, the Wasota Super Stocks, the Wasota Midwest Modified, the USRAB Mod, and the USRAA Mod. Throughout the season, we will also be seeing some uh, Mid-America Renegade Sprinters, non-winged, and we will also have a couple nights with uh, Outlaw Mini Mods. Enduros, I see you have three of those on the schedule this season. The interesting story that you told me last year is the first one of the season, the track was wet really deep into the track, and the inertia of that big field of enduro cars going around the racetrack actually moved the entire racing surface. Yes, it did. And actually, for that reason, we don't know where the water table is going to be here in another month, but we actually moved the first enduro date back. It'll be following our season opener, so it'll be on May 8th instead of, I think it was originally scheduled for the 1st. You learn from experience, wait till the track's a little drier, right? Absolutely, yeah. A A guy tends to not forget some of that stuff. And that was a big project to put all that dirt back. Yes, yes. It was a project that I think it was a project that the track needed. You know, I'm not an expert on dirt by no means, but I think by moving that around like it got moved around, I think probably helped the track for the rest of the year. Last fall, we actually put a load of black dirt on both corners. There again, I don't probably suspect that it was near enough, but at the same time, with the equipment that we work with, you know, you don't want to put more than a couple inches on at a time or you're going to end up with a big mess anyway. The Spirit of 83 Memorial. What a race that was last season. In fact, we were just talking about that race again last week. Yeah, that's a very exciting deal. That's a deal that's near to the heart for me. Mike was a very good friend, but we've got what we call the 83 for 83 sponsor, and that's fans spending money, dedicating it to maybe one that they lost or a loved one that they've lost. And so, yeah, it's all about the memorial of it all. The Mid-American Renegade Sprint Car Series will be at the track three times this season, June 18th, July 16th, and August 13th, and they are a blast to watch on Chateau Speedway. 
Yeah, that's been a very good deal. We're taking it kind of easy with them, but they're expecting more cars. Actually, the last show last year, they had 16. It was a great race, and we're hoping to uh, maybe gain some more steam with them this year a little bit. And I heard a little rumor you might be strapping in one and trying one out on test and tune just to see what it's like. Well, I can tell you what, there was some talk like that, and you know what, I'm not going to deny the fact that we might do that, but I'm not going to let the cat completely out of the bag because I don't want to have too many people come down and watch me make a fool of myself. Bringing back the Thunderbird Open on Thursday night, July 15th at the Dodge County Fairgrounds in Casson. So many people remember that race, and it is going to be outstanding this year. Well, there again, that's, that's another deal. It's kind of a nostalgia deal. Since we only get to run Dodge County one night a year, so I thought that was a pretty cool name for it. When I think of the Thunderbird, I think of some of the old-timers, you know, Mert and Wendell and Dale and, and Rich and, and Dick. I mean, it was always a great time for me as a youngster. Mark, what I enjoy about a regular Friday night of racing at Chateau Speedway is you can come, you can bring your bag chairs, you can spread out on a hill down in turn number four. There are so many families there just enjoying a night outside in the beautiful state of Minnesota. And by the way, you guys put on a great show to boot. Yeah, I've been asked many times, you know, everybody notices the little things that we're doing out there every fall and every spring, and I've been asked about that hill a few times, and that's one thing I can promise. We, as the owners, will never change that part of the chateau. That hill's going to be there as long as we're there. Nothing's better than fall racing. I know it means the end of the season, but always there are some great specials in the fall, and you've put two nights together, actually October 1st and 2nd, and then you're following it by the second annual Terry Eichens Memorial on October 9th. So we can actually see three nights of racing in October, which is great. Yeah. We've got our extravaganza. That's proving to be a pretty big show. Actually, last year, I believe, the Friday night, we sent a, a Chateau car count record. We had 144 cars on hand. It was pretty cool. It gets the hair on my neck standing. It's, it's, it's neat to see that many cars there. And something you mentioned, somebody listening might think, wow, it's a lot of money to get involved and be a racetrack sponsor. But really, you can get involved at virtually any level. You talk about $83 to be a sponsor of the Spirit of 83 Memorial. There are so many ways that you can get involved at Chateau Speedway. All they have to do is give you a call. Oh, absolutely. We'll customize or do just about anything we can do for anyone or anything. You know, I mean, yes, some of the bigger ones, they are quite spendy. But I tell you what, we started a deal this year and we haven't got a lot of input yet, but that's because I haven't got no signage up and I do got a couple of them spoken for. But up behind the new decks on the chain link fence, we're going to hang three by four posters of businesses and there's 10 spots well there's only eight available but there's 10 spots up there and i think that will look very nice as you're pulling up and walking around on the grounds if they'd like to find out more about chateau speedway if they'd like to find out more about becoming involved what's the best way to do that mark 
Usually it works out best if you contact Annette. I believe it's on the uh, Facebook page and on the website, her number. I'm a little harder to get a hold of. I still do hold down a full-time job. And now, this time of year, I kind of got two of them going on here. So, yeah, it's a little tougher. Usually if, if somebody does leave a message, I try to listen to my messages every single evening and get back in touch with anybody. Mark, as always, thank you for being with us here on The Dirt Show, and we look forward to talking to you throughout the 2021 racing season. Well, thank you much, Clayne. I appreciate it, and I just want to thank you for all that you do for the Chateau. Thanks very much. Not a problem. Thanks for being with us. Your home is your sanctuary. The next time you need appliance service, invite someone in that will treat it that way. Sorensen's Appliance Service is locally owned with 15 years of experience. Sorensen's Appliance Service also has fully certified technicians who will leave your home as clean as they found it. If you want fast, efficient, and cleanly service, contact Sorensen's Appliance Service today, 256-7766. That's 256-7766. Founded by Jesse Olson in 2004, Medieval Chassis was formed to fulfill a need for better engineered race cars. Medieval Chassis' new state-of-the-art facility has made it a leader in the stock car racing industry and multi-time national champions. The use of a fiber tube laser, CNC tube bender, and flat laser allows Medieval Chassis to engineer and produce a chassis that exceeds all others in performance and adjustability. Find out more today at MedievalChassis.com. Shevland Enterprises, your locally owned and operated sanitation and recycling service, offers the highest quality garbage removal and trash pickup services at great rates. Commercial, residential, construction, and industrial trash removal and recycling in Owatonna and the surrounding areas in Dodge and Steel Counties. Shevland Enterprises also specializes in roll-offs and dumpster. Contact Chris and his staff today for small town service at a small town price. 528 9900. That's 528 9900. When your family needs a tow, trust the family that's been doing it for the last 100 years. The Schaefer family and the Pulver Towing Company has been helping folks get out of ditches and back on the road for five generations. And they did it all while treating customers like part of the family. As the first Schaefer to start towing once said, always worry about the customer and not the competition. For light to heavy and even equipment transport, call Pulver Towing at 507 282 3851 to get the best. Welcome back to a special segment here on the Dirt Show. And as always, I'm joined by Speed the Sauce Man at Cookies Barbecue Sauces and Seasonings. And Speed, you always have some great recipes for tailgating at the racetrack or the campground. And these mini cheddar meatloaf sound like a great way to make something ahead of time and take it with you and reheat it, and it would be awesome. Yeah, because all you got to do to reheat them, it makes like four mini meatloaves and just wrap them in foil and just lay them on your grill for a little bit away from the direct heat. And boy, they warm up really good. And it don't take that long if you want to just cook them from scratch. Just wrap them in foil and do them on your grill that way too. But I like to cook them ahead of time and then just reheat them. It makes it a lot easier. And here's the recipe for these mini cheddar meatloaves. Take a large onion and slice it real thin and then saute it in about a tablespoon of butter, and then sprinkle a little bit of flavor enhancer on those onions, and you want to kind of caramelize the onions is what you're trying to do. It takes about, oh, 15, 20 minutes to caramelize the onions. Then once you get them caramelized, just set them aside. This recipe is, like I said, makes four meatloaves, many ones, but a pound of ground beef, one egg that you whisk together, and about a quarter cup plus a couple tablespoons of cookie sweet hickory barbecue sauce, and a quarter cup of crushed rice chicks, 
and then about a couple ounces of cheddar cheese, just cut into like quarter-inch cubes. Check your you know, onions are caramelized. Why preheat your oven to like four and a quarter, and then in a large bowl, combine you know the ground beef and the egg, and a couple tablespoons of the barbecue sauce and the rice checks, and then put a little bit more flavor enhancer, about a half a teaspoon of flavor enhancer in with it, and the cheese cubes, and mix that all together real good. Then add the caramelized onions and mix that until everything is combined real good. And then you split that up into four equal portions and just hand form them like into little loaves and then put them on a foil line cookie sheet or any sheet pan, whatever you've got that's handy, but put them on some nonstick foil. If you don't have the nonstick foil, I just spray it first and take each meatloaf and then put about a tablespoon of the cookie sweet hickory barbecue sauce on it and then bake them for about 20 minutes. And what you want to do is you want to get that internal temp up to about 160, but 20 minutes usually pretty well does it. I'll tell you, those things are so tasty, and and they're good just sliced cold, too. Just slice them cold and stick it on a sandwich, but they reheat real well. Just wrap them in foil and either put them in your oven or if you're out at the racetrack, I just have indirect heat on them and just give them about 10, 15 minutes just to warm through, and you're ready for a tasty treat, Twain. Speed, if they'd like to find out more about all of your great products, how can they do that? Cookies, C-O-O-K-I-E-S-B-B-Q.com. And there's all kinds of recipes. You can pick them for our Korean sauce or any one of our barbecue sauces, wings and things, hot sauce. There's a recipe on there for crispy chicken wings. It's real good, too. So for these and other great recipes, the old cookies, bbq.com. And remember, smart cookies use cookies. Speed, as always, thank you for being with us here on The Dirt Show. You betcha. Have a good one, Clayton. See you, buddy. Transform your garage into an extension of your home with a custom finished floor by Garage Force. No matter how you use your garage, Garage Force has you covered. American made, backed by a lifetime warranty. Our professionally installed industrial grade coatings will protect your garage from anything life throws at it and makes cleanup a snap. More importantly, it's the unbelievable feeling you get each time you use your dream garage. Visit us online at garageforce.com. Call Todd at 651-387-9213. That's 651-387-9213. As the leading slat replacement professionals in the U.S., Altenburg Construction knows what works and what doesn't. Simply put, they understand your business. Altenburg Construction started in 1994 and has over 27 years of experience and has completed more than 5,000 hog and cattle barns in 14 states. Every customer is unique and every situation is different. That's why their employees are company trained. Trust the slat replacement professionals at Altenburg Construction. Give them a call, 888-435-2210, or see altenburgconstruction.com. Welcome to the Dirt Track segment, brought to you by Cookies, Sauces, and Seasonings. Last Friday night, April 9th, the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series was at Kokomo Speedway in the 40-lap A-Main. It was James McFadden beating out his teammate at the line, Brad Sweet. Last Sunday night, April 11th, the World Outlaw Late Models were running the Bristol Bash, $25,000 to win, taken home by Devin Moran with local late model driver Ricky Weiss finishing in second place. Hi, this is Jim Miskin from Miskin Auto Parts. Check out Miskin.com. You'll see all the parts available in our you pull it lot, new arrivals ready to part out. Plus, we can also locate those hard-to-find parts for you. Miskin Auto Parts has been buying junkers and providing parts to our customers since 1972, and we ship out parts daily. Call us today at 506 506- 
877-684-2100 or check us out online at mizkin.com. Hi, this is Harvey West, and you've been listening to The Dirt Show. See you at the races.